Hello everyone and welcome to Kill the Cast podcast where we are going to be talking horror movies and horror movie related things. My name is Jerry and with me I have Jay and uh, we are starting this podcast off with a great movie but before we get into the movie we are going to give a little information about ourselves and uh, kind of what we like in the uh, horror genre. Um, I know, personally, one of my f- favorite genres is the creature feature genre, and my one of my favorite horror movies, and favorite movies of all time, is Jaws. So much so that any kind of shark movie, good or bad, I will sit down and watch just over and over and over. How about you, Jay? What are you, uh, what's, what are you big into? Uh, if I had to pick, I'd probably say Slasher. The Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street is kind of what got me into horror. Uh, so that's always kind of stuck with me. Gotcha. You know, I, I was thinking the other day trying to pick a favorite Friday the 13th movie um, without going number one. And it's really hard. Um, I'm kind of torn between um, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, and uh, Part 7, uh, The New Blood. Like, I'm kind of torn between both of those because I really enjoy both of those a lot. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, I like three. That's the first one where he gets his mask. Yeah, three was really uh, I good. I like the one in the mental hospital. I can't remember which number that is. Uh, that would be five. Cause that yeah, it wasn't, be... where it wasn't Jason at all. Yeah, yeah, that's the and then uh, maybe the one where uh, psychic, uh, the psychic girl fights him. Which one is that? Number seven, New Blood. Yeah, I like first, that one a lot. Uh, first, Kane Hodder. Friday thirteenth. Yes. So very big. I'm 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 really into uh, Jason by far. He's my favorite of all the slashers, easily. I'd have to say Freddy Krueger for me, if you count him. Some people don't really count him as a slasher because he's a demon, but the way he acts is is very similar to the other slasher movies. Well, I mean, Jason isn't exactly, you know, normal human being. So That's true too. <laughs> I think anyone who who doesn't want to count Freddy is probably trying to make a Nightmare on Elm Street something more than what it is. And it's 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 a slasher movie. It just has a de- a little bit deeper element than I see teenagers boning and I stab them. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Um, so I mean that it's whatever. Uh, I know I've been I love horror movies. Um, I remember watching like Friday Thirteenth. Uh, all the edited versions on TV when I was younger. Uh, my grandfather was really big into watching movies with me. So, I mean, at the age of four, my favorite movie was Jaws. We actually have, like, a recorded tape of me being interviewed at Blockbuster for, like, the kids' print tape. So if you went missing, they would uh, put this tape out. and People would be able to see you and hear you and stuff. And they asked <laughs> me what my favorite movie is, and I'm like, Jaws. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, so you what can you even do? You, I don't. I'm sure Jaws wasn't my first horror movie I ever saw, but it's the one that when I think far enough back, it's the first one I can actually remember. Uh, I can't remember my exact first horror movie. I think I started with the lighter stuff, like the Gremlins movies, and I actually uh. There's a movie I remember watching called The Willies. It's like an anthology movie, and it's got Sean Astin in it. And there's a bunch of kids in a in a camp in a tent in the backyard just telling you know ghost stories, uh, which I actually hunted down a DVD copy of, and it did not hold up. <laughs> it was not as good as I remember. I was, I was about to say I've never heard of this. Maybe I should go hunt it down. You should definitely check it out because it's 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 funny. Um, but it, so I think I started with stuff like that, and then I got into the slashers. And then as I got older, I started watching the more serious stuff. Yeah. Do you have one of those movies that, like, you um, you watched it as a kid, and as you got older, you tried to refine that movie, but you could only remember, like, one random scene? And, like, it wasn't until, like, internet became bigger that I was able to, like, Google a description of the scene to try to find that movie. That was the Willies for me. Was it? I had no idea. I had no idea what the name was. I all I could remember was one of the shorts in it, and uh, 
so spoiler if anyone's gonna hunt it down but at the end of one of the shorts uh during it the kid likes to rip flies wings off and set up like little dioramas with dead flies and so the end of the short giant mutated flies come and rip his arms off um but they're really cheesy like rubber costumes like power rangers cheesy was was that movie like uh like early night made like in the early 90s or do you know yeah def- definitely early 90s i wonder if uh lead singer of deftones was just like watching that and was like i have a song that i'm gonna make about pulling wings off a of fly now <laughs> i i don't know but it was, yeah, so I was like, oh, man, I remember loving that movie. Like, I rented it several times, and so every time I went to a thrift shop or, like, a secondhand store or a pawn shop, I would look for it. And I found a DVD copy of it, finally. And I went home, I was like, we got to watch this. So I, I popped it in, and I'm just like, this is not anywhere as good as I remember. <laughs> Mine was, um, have you ever seen the movie House? Not yes. the Not the weird Japanese one. No, no, I know which one you're talking okay, about. So, Where, like, the writer goes in and the house eats his kid and there's, like, yeah, ghosts so, and altered dimensions and stuff. The scene from that movie that always stuck with me is when he tries to take the trash out and he's got the, like, ghost demon chopped up in the in the bag. And the bag yes. keeps moving while he's talking to someone. Like, that scene was stuck in my head and it took me forever to, to find out what the scene was and what the movie was. And that one always stuck with me because it's so weird. It's just an odd scene in that movie. That whole movie is kind of odd, honestly. It's good. Yeah, both of them are really odd. They they are good, but definitely very odd. Yeah, so it's it's we'll always have early childhood memories of horror movies that we'll always look back on fondly. But for today, let's get into this review. The movie we chose is Lucio Fulci's City of the Living Dead, which is the first movie in his quote-unquote dead trilogy because, you know, he made a lot of movies with death, but apparently they decided that his three paranormal zombie-esque movies are going to be his death trilogy. Yes. Um, so it came out in 1979. It's an Italian exploitation horror movie. Um, Lucio Fulci is... Mostly known for Zombie 2, or as it came out in America, Zombie, or as it came out in England, Zombie Flesh Eaters, and it has like eight other names. Um, and the it was actually funny when on our Facebook, when we posted That's What We Were Doing, someone posted onto our Facebook and was like, how do you feel about the way Lucci uh, dealt with the Dead series, um, referring to George Romero's Dead series, and how he took it? And at first, I was kind of taken aback. Like, it's it's very well known that um, his movie Zombie 2 is a unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead, which, when it came out in Italy, was renamed Zombie. Right. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is the script was already written for Zombie 2. It was already going to be a zombie movie. And literally, all they did was that a couple of uh new york scenes and change the name to zombie 2 and that's that's pretty much all it really has for the romero dead series so i i, I told so, the person and was like you know it's not really he only it's not like he did like he did two of the zombie movies and the rest are all crazy unofficial sequels that like goes up to i think there's up to zombie 9 which zombie 9 is uh, uh, Zombie 90 Extreme Pestilence which was a German movie that has nothing to do with the series most of the zombie movies have nothing to do with the zombie series one of them is about birds I've only ever seen Zombie 2 quote unquote you know it's kind of funny when we chose Lucio Fulci I uh, went up thrifting to the store called McKay's and I actually found a copy of Zombie 3 on DVD and I picked it up oh nice so I'll have to. I'll be watching that one soon. I haven't seen it in I don't know uh, seven, eight years. But yeah, the one we're doing today is is uh, City of the Living Dead, and it it's a uh, it's good. It's definitely not. It's it's good for what it is. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I would consider it a masterpiece in any sense of the word. Yeah, like. Uh, I always judge horror movies completely different than I would judge any other 
movie and especially exploitation i really you know i'm not going to look at exploitation as if it was like you know jaws i'm not going to compare the two right um, you look at it as if it was jaws 3d <laughs> yeah it's, it's a pop it's a, it's a popcorn movie it's for pure entertainment i'm not trying to learn a life lesson i uh this is not the tree of life I don't need right. anything deep. These, these are not the kind of movies you watch for the plot or even the acting, for that matter. You watch them to see how the writer and or director kills off the cast of characters. Yeah. Like, all I want to know is who who's dying and how. Um, and, and I want to see some gore effects. That's really what I'm here for. And especially since anything from back then was practical. So it's always kind of yes. interesting to see how it's going to look. Is it going to look just so terrible it's laughable, or is it going to look fantastic? I have such respect for old special effects and how many workarounds they have to do. Like, if you watch the, like, the making of or any of the interviews for the people that worked on The Thing, like, the stuff they had to do, the animatronics, the puppeteering, how much stuff went into the creature effects in those movies, it's just, it's crazy the amount of work that they put in that now gets done in a quarter of the time badly with cg very true cg is finally getting to a point where it's starting to it doesn't bother me quite as much but See, uh, you my, my opinions of cg at least when it comes to horror anyway is that it should be used to enhance a practical effect that's already there like if you watch some of the older exploitation movies like we're talking about, when like people's heads get exploded, you can see the cut right, you know, right before the action where it's the dummy head, and you can tell it's the dummy head, and it looks like plaster. So yeah. like if they did that now with like a dummy head, they could use CG to make the head look more real before the practical explosion. Let's, and let's, that's the kind of stuff I think they should do. Let's go back and uh, add and do C-Jack clean up some movies. We'll go back to the first Friday 13th, and at the end of the movie, when Pamela gets her head cut off, and the hands come up, and it's one of the guys on the sets, it was him and not actually the uh, lady who played Pamela, and you can see the hair on his knuckles. We can go back and CGI those that hair off the knuckles. Right. And Stuff obviously like... that'll make the movie better. Right, but there's no need to make, like, there's some movies where, like, the weapons are CG, like, all the kills are CG, and all it's just not... CGI. Like, right, blood, which is just on, unnecessary. The thing. If the Evil Dead remake can make it rain blood with practical effects, then you can handle a stabbing or a limb removal. For sure. Um, so, City of the Living Dead is full of really great practical effects. Um, if you haven't watched the movie and you want to be spoiler-free, stop listening to us and go watch the movie. Because at this point can... on, it's it's spoiler town. Right. Uh, and just for future reference, our reviews are probably going to be filled with spoilers because we're going to talk about like our favorite kills from the movie and you know our favorite points. If there's a twist, we'll talk about that. So when we get to the review segment of our show, let's uh, just make sure you've seen the movie first or you don't care about knowing the plot. Um, this movie you can actually check out on Hulu Plus. If you have that, it's on there. You can watch it commercial-free, uh, unedited in all its glory. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome. So, City of the Living Dead is about a preacher who hangs himself. And we're never told why, by the way, which really bothered me. I have no idea why he hung himself. <laughs> There's a lot of unanswered questions like, in this movie. Why like, does he come with magic witch powers? We don't know. Well, at Why? least I can I can kind of kind of say, oh well, you know, him killing him. Okay, so the preacher kills himself, and it opens up the the gates to hell, a portal to hell, or whatever. Correct. And and they've got like two or three days to fix it before it's Sam Ham night, and all shit breaks loose. So we know a preacher hangs himself because back in New York City, there is a séance going on. And the lady has a uh, uh, what? What do you think? A vision, I guess. A vision of a vision, yeah, yeah. of him hanging himself, and um, and then we get like the gravestone that's like come to Dunwich if you want to die. Apparently, I really like that gravestone. I, I would actually like to have that in my yard next year for Halloween. Um, that would be, yeah, that would just be nice. So he does that. And she dies. The visions are so strong, it, it kills her. 
And then, uh, and it's kind of funny, the cops show up, and there's this black dude, and he's a cop, and he's all like, I don't believe she died from seeing a vision so strong. And this white lady is just like, full on be like, it doesn't matter what you believe, <laughs> because it happened. Like, I was waiting for her to break out, like, the Johnny Depp, Captain Sparrow, Wiggly finger thing. She was just so into it. It was very weird. And they don't really, this movie does a good job of not really explaining a lot of things. It just kind of shows you things. And so, like, I guess there's this book with the future written in it that they reference a few times. But you don't know where it came from or why it's there or how they have it or anything else. They talk about it, like, literally three times in the beginning of the movie and never mention it again. Correct. (laughs) So, and and, and you're right. This movie is really good about not explaining things. And it's also really good at not capitalizing the names of cities. Every time it goes to a different city, it, it writes the name on there. And I'm just sitting there like, well, maybe if they remake it, they'll at least capitalize Dunwich. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then the movie kind of does this weird thing where it just decides to jump all around. Out of nowhere, we go to this old dude who looks like a junkie going into this beatable house. I mean, right, and, and you finds, have no idea if he's a zombie or if he's just really tired or maybe he needs some water. We don't know. He's shambling around like a zombie, but later you see him having like perfectly normal conversations and it looks like he just had too much drugs. Yeah, and, and with these old movies, you really can never tell if that's just – if he's a zombie and it's just really bad makeup or if it's something else. So he, he goes in this house. And there's a blow-up doll there, and I don't know if he left the blow-up doll there, that's his hiding spot, or someone else was using a blow-up doll there, but he's going to fuck this doll. He's looking at it, and he's ready to go. He picks it up, and and it has... I do have the question, though. If you're going to make a blow-up doll, why would you make it flat-chested? I don't know. Like, that blow-up doll had no tits, and I just didn't understand that. So anyway, (laughs) and you're just sitting here watching this movie, and like, the hell does this have to do this lady just died from a vision of a preacher paying himself why am i looking at this dude about to fuck a a blow-up doll so then out of nowhere he looks slightly to the side and sees a rotting baby corpse yes that's actually i love the effect for that too (laughs) yeah but what's also they never explain that where that baby came from he doesn't report it to the police he doesn't say anything. Someone just apparently left their baby in this uh, old abandoned house to die where this guy randomly goes to bang his blow-up doll. And then it just completely cuts to a bar where yep. these old three old guys are hanging out. And then out of nowhere, the glass breaks on the wall and then a wall cracks and a cat freaks out and scratches Or the cat freaks out. That's in the next scene. But yeah, completely random again. And you're just like, why am I now in a bar? Yeah, it it jumps around from different events in the town and different people in the town that's affected by this these gates of hell. And then it jumps back to the girl who had the vision, who was buried. And then a reporter hears her screaming because she wakes up, almost kills her while freeing her with a a pickaxe. Yeah, and then that. she's fine after that. Like she looks pale when she's in the coffin, and then after that, she's perfectly normal. And again, that's not really anything they explain. She just kind of wakes up in the coffin, and then they're like, "Oh, you must have been in some kind of psychic coma." They're just like, "Oh yeah, good job saving her." Yeah. So I, w- I do want to say something about the pickaxe scene. Um, if you've ever watched any of Lucio Fulci's other movies, he has a thing about objects to the eye. Yeah, he does. Like Zombie Two has a really famous scene here. And uh, there was like there was this scene, and there was another scene that I can't really remember that also had something to do with the eye. But th- no one's actually got like it through the eye in this movie, which kind of made me sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're jumping around through all this shit, and they don't explain anything to you. You still have like um, right before the the casket scene where he tries to bring he relieves her from her coffin. There's a scene where you actually meet two characters that are, are important. The uh, therapist and another chick who has issues with guys or something. Something happened to her about men's. But she's holding a cat and the cat just freaks out of nowhere and scratches her. Um, 
And so those two actually become important, but like all the other ones, not really so much. Um, so then we do have um, the reporter who is like, he is the epitome of, of like the late 70s. Yeah. He is yeah. so 70s, it hurts. <laughs> so he ends up saving her and we finally find out some information that, you know, the preacher killed himself and it opened up a gate to hell and all this, blah, blah, blah. We finally figure that out. So now we go back to Dunwich, the which I get Dunwich is supposedly going to be the city of the living dead. And we go to uh, your classic guy and girl making out in a car. This is one of my favorite scenes in the I whole have, movie. So the preacher in his new uh, specter form, he's now a ghost apparition type thing. He shows up and he just stares them down. And when the chick looks at him, she starts bleeding from the eyes. And it, the effect is really, really cool. Like when the blood starts filling up the eyes, like that was a really awesome effect. I, I, I really love that. Um, she then starts throwing up, um, guts. Yes. And her guts, more specifically. Yeah, and there's two, <laughs> there's two scenes, there's one where it's actually her and you can see it's her, and she's, you know, in, like what looks like intestines coming out of her mouth, and then there's a scene of a fake head where tons of intestines are coming out of her mouth. Yeah. The it's... cool thing about the scene where it's actually her, so those are actually sheep guts, and she legit put them in her mouth. Yeah, they, she would have had to for how it looks. Yeah, um, but those are legit sheep guts, and she uh, had them in her mouth and regurgitated them back out. And uh, it was pretty cool. I tried to see if they like, because some people were saying she like she had actually swallowed them and and forcibly thrown them back up. But I watched the scenes, and it just looked like she put them in her mouth, and then just, right, you she, know, it looks like she stuffed them in her mouth, spit them out, cut to the priest, reload her mouth, cut back, spit them out, then the fake head with. Tons of organs coming out. Yeah, it was so really awesome. So now we actually get to see, okay, the preacher's coming back and he's causing all this craziness. So he then gets um, another chick who was going to meet. So you remember the, the crackhead from earlier who was going to fuck that blow-up doll? Yes. <laughs> so... We're about to get back to him. Another chick shows. My up. favorite part is his name is Bob. Yeah, like his... just plain old Bob. That's I think something about Bob, a character being named Bob, just cracks me up. I have to agree. It always makes me think of that scene from Batman where the Joker's like, "You're my number one guy, Bob." <laughs> so the this chick shows up, and it goes back to the therapist and the blonde-headed chick who got scratched up by the cat. It goes back to them, and. She's like, oh, uh, we're going to hang out but later because I'm going to go see Bob. No one no one treats Bob well, and she feels bad for Bob, and she's going to go now, hang out with isn't Bob. It implied, I could be wrong because, again, the plot jumped around a lot, but isn't it implied that Bob is like a kidnapper or a pedophile or something like that? So it is implied at some point that he did something with a girl in the woods. It never really specifies what her age is or anything like that. But I would have to assume, after looking at Bob, that he is not pulling chicks. So <laughs> it had to be, like, a younger girl. So the guy's like, I don't really want you to do that. But she's like, I'm doing it anyway. So she goes over there. She goes over there, and uh, Bob is, like, chilling in a corner, flipping out. And he sees her, and he starts running and leaves her there. And guess who shows up? Your friendly neighborhood ghost preacher. Yes. And he makes her, like, throw up blood and shit, and she ends up dying. And you don't really get to, like, her death scene's kind of eh. Like, nothing really happens. But it's super important because Bob gets blamed for it. Bob yes. goes into hiding, and um, you kind of see him show up every once in a while. But the funny, the, my one of my favorite parts in this movie is, is... When the police show up and they're looking at her body and everything, they go to a, like, puddle of blood with bugs or maggots or something in it, and the cop legit goes, what the dickens is this? <laughs> and I was just like, are you shitting me? Um, 
And then also back to our uh, chick who had the vision and the 70s reporter. 45 minutes in this movie, they still can't find the town. Right. They have no idea where the town is. Um, they eventually look up and go to a another church that's like, yeah, oh, a preacher just died over in there. You don't want to go there, though. And they're like, we're going there. And they go there after being told not to. So at, at this point in the movie, stuff starts actually happening. Um, we, we've got like one more big death before it's go time. And yeah. that's poor old Bob. Yes. Now, see, here's here's what here's this is another part that's confusing. So he goes to like his is I don't know ex girlfriend's house or just a friend to like sleep in her garage because he's homeless, and her dad finds him and kills him. Well, specifically, let's go ahead and say the chick had come in there to grab her weed and found him. I was like, oh my god, Bob, what's up with you? And Bob's like, oh, I didn't do it and all this shit. And the dad ends up coming in. Now, the daughter's dressed skimpy, so you can already assume that the dad's like, my daughter's a, my daughter is being taken advantage of. Right. And so he flips out, grabs Bob, throws Bob on a big, like, automated drill. Holds yeah, him it's down. like a stationary drill. And, and this is the other eye scene where you're like, he's going to get it in the eye. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there the whole time like, I know my man Fulci is about to I fuck this dude. It is about to happen. And they don't do it. It goes through his temple. And it's a really cool scene. Really done well. Really love that death. Um, yeah, it's it's actually pretty intense for the fact that it's a little cheesy. But it, yeah. it gets it, it's slow and intense and you watch it go in the other end, then it like cuts to him screaming with the drill boring into his brain, and then you see it come out of the other end. But again, so every other violent act in the movie is caused by the priest. This guy just kind of flips out on his own. And you don't know if it's because the gates of hell are opening up or he's just really pissed at Bob. And he would have done this anyway. Yeah, I think he would have done it anyway because I think – because I Bob had to have done something. It could have been a little, little kid or if it was a little, little kid, like it was caught before anything could really happen. Because or it was just like blame creepy guy. Yeah. So, but he got it. He he got it hard, yeah. and I kind of felt bad for Bob. Um, at the same time, though, at least he didn't go. He didn't die by the preacher, which was he was super afraid of that preacher. Yeah. So, at this point in the movie, um, we're about an hour in, um, and I'm sitting here like, you know, I got a whole lot of city, very little li- living dead going on. There are. I don't think there's a single zombie an actual zombie until the last like 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So the, the, which is funny because the cover art, like all the versions of the cover art, the American cover art, the European cover art is like three different heads coming out of graves. Yeah. So the, the psychic and the reporter finally show up. They find the, uh, therapist. They find, well, oh, okay. So the therapist ends up, Getting what, what what have you? He is called by the little by, okay. The kid. So the chick that died that the police were like, "What the dickens is this?" Yes. She comes back, and is like the first like other spirit you really really see besides the preacher. And she kills her family except for the little boy, who by the way has the stupidest name of John John. <laughs> the boy's name is John John. His parents deserve to die for naming him that. <laughs> um, let's be honest. So, he shows up over there and he takes the kid and all the people are dead. And he's, they and they end up, he's like, I'm going to the cemetery to see what's going on and check her grave. And the blonde head chick's like, yo, no, I've had enough. There was a scene that we also skipped over that... It's really stupid and kind of boring, but the blonde chick calls the therapist over because she hears noises, and then they go upstairs, and an old lady who was in the funeral home earlier is now laying in her floor, and then they leave, and then they come back to to move her or something, and she's gone, 
and then that's it. They just flip out and, and, and go, you know what? This is a reason to become alcoholics and start drinking. And they leave. And he's like, I'm going to the funeral home, and I'm going to the cemetery to see what's going on. And she's like, I want no part of this. Drop me off at your office. I will go get drunk with your cat. So, and that cat can drink. That cat can hold its own. Um, so he goes to the cemetery. Reporter and psychic chick are there, and they're like, "Hey, uh, can you tell us where the preacher is buried?" Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Wait, why do you want to know?" Which is to I, I give this movie props because in most movies he would have been like, "Well, it's right over here. Let me show you." But he was like, "Nah, why do you want to know?" What, what, like, what's going on? There's some weird shit going on, and yeah, I don't, I don't like this. So they go back to his study. The, the psychic and the reporter explain everything that's happened. He goes, well, you know, that makes sense. A lot of crazy shit's happening here, so I believe you. And they then go back to the cemetery, which, after the, okay, why, okay, I was about to say it was stupid of them to go back to his home and then back to the cemetery. They could have just done all this at the cemetery. But while they're at his home, they have a whirlwind tornado of maggots show up. That was fun. Yeah, that was a nice scene. Like, they busted the windows, and they're covering the floor, and it's really gross. Um, but that's it. That's all that happens. And they go, they go back to the cemetery. So now we're in, like, the last 30 minutes of the film. And this has got to be where, like, 75% of the budget was spent. Yeah, they go. They find they find the father's grave. They go in, and it leads down to the to a big thing. And they bust it open to find his body, and his body's gone. And you can see that something had broken out the other way. And you're like, okay. So they they climb in there, and at this point, it's go time. All these ghosts are popping back up. You know, remember those old fucks at the bar? Dude, yes. So they get it. But go show up and just start whacking them. And one of my favorite things about this, my favorite death in the movie is not a particular death, but a style of death. Because three or four times in this movie, the ghost, spirit, zombie, poltergeist, whatever you want to call it, grabs someone by the back of the head and just crushes the back of the skull. Or rips their scalp completely off. Yeah, or is it like specifically though the back of the head. Yes. So. And that's I think actually going back to Zombie Two, that's something he likes to do as well, where you have someone grab a, a chunk of their hair and then the top comes off. Yeah, but it, it's really cool though when you do see it because it, it'll cut to like the back of the head and it looks like they just took a black wall and had like the fake head stand there. And right. the head will grab it and it will yank. But a lot of but I like it when it actually like closes and crushes in and you see like the hair come back and the the brains start coming out. It um super well done. I really liked that that one. You know what? I I really liked the the theme music that they used at the end. Oh, let's I, talk. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where. Like it's it's simple and it's a little synthy for a horror movie. Like it feels like it could almost be an upbeat pop song if you added lyrics to it. But if you go back but to the like tune Zombie Two, it's just like perfect. If you go back to Zombie Two, he uses the same style of music, like that kind of like synthy pop stuff that's just slightly on the side of horror. Like right. And, and honestly, a lot of Italian horror movies use that style of music. Um, in fact, there's a, there's a rapper named Necro who has sampled music from Lucio's movies a lot. And specifically, that, that main theme from this song, from this movie. Yeah, I actually have it written down in my notes. Great soundtrack. Like, yeah. I just had to put that there. So... Anyway, they're in the tombs. They start going down there. Um, and it goes into this, like, just room after room, wall of wall of corpses, bones. It looks amazing. Like, the, like all the money went into, into these rooms for this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, we hadn't had someone die in a little bit. 
So guess what? Someone's got to die. And it's the reporter. He t I thought he was honestly going to live. I thought the therapist was going to die and the reporter was going to live. And they flipped it on me. And he, of course, got his skull crushed from the back. Yep. Um... So now all these like ghosts and zombies start appearing and they all have this blink time, like almost like when you get hit in an NES game and you have that blink time, they all yeah, have this. I yeah. was sitting there like, I wonder if I take the movie out and blow on it and put it back in, if it'll stop blinking, if it'll work better, <laughs> but they did it. Um, and now it's time for the final. So at first you're sitting there watching, and you're like, Oh, it's about to go down. Zom like we finally had some zombies finally start showing up. And then, bam, the preacher shows up, and you're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. It's the therapist and the psychic versus the priest. And to be honest, like, all that happens is they, like, stab the preacher in in his stomach. And honestly, it looked more like they were aiming for his dick. It was kind of <laughs> a low shot. It looked like they were going to yeah. go for his dick. Yeah. They stab him. He gets disemboweled, which is a really cool shot. But... That's it. They they And then for no reason he catches on fire and that fire scene lasts like 10 minutes. Yeah, it was like it was, out of nowhere I was just like burn 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 a burning priest's body. <laughs> but he, he And gets... then it, it it's cool cuz they cut between like the actor who plays the priest behind a firewall and then to a stuntman with an obvious fire suit on for like a wide shot of the entire body caught on fire and they go back and forth between those two shots until the priest finally turns into was it skeleton bones or dust i yeah, can't remember yeah he just he just goes away and they come back out and they're like oh yeah we're done and and uh the police are there and john john starts running towards him and, and they look all happy and then it cuts to john john running towards him and then it goes back to him and they just start screaming like out of nowhere like, all of a sudden, their faces go to complete horror, and I'm like, man, they really don't want to adopt this kid. <laughs> Fuck this kid. His well, parents are dead. We're not adopting him. Earlier in the movie, wasn't he the one that killed his parents? Like, he was possessed by something. Like, he was holding a knife and... Um, no, his, uh, his... Well, I don't know. I thought his, his dead sister killed them. I really... I, I don't understand the end of the movie. I don't know why. They start screaming when he runs towards them. I rewatched that ending like five times and could not. I did. I just didn't see anything. I honestly have no idea. Well, yeah, so, there's no visual cues, but I thought maybe it's because she she's realizes psychic and she can and she you know she can just sense the evil in him. That John John broke up with the preacher and that's why the preacher hung himself. <laughs> so if you if you've seen the movie and you know exactly why they start going to a grimace of horror because of John John running towards him. Tell me in the comments. Let me know because yes. I seriously have no clue and I really want to know. Um, so, City of the Living Dead, I would like to uh, to change it. Um, I want to change the name of it and I want to make it Legend of the One Hand Skull Crush and add some <laughs> Kung Fu elements to it. Because that's, that's what this movie is. It's, it's One Hand Skull Crush all over the place. Whole lot of city, very little dead, um, <laughs> but it's fine. It was a good like like as for exploitation movies go, um, it's it's not the best, but it's nowhere near the worst. Like it, it's it's a four out of five. Um, if you're as, into it, practical effects and you're into, you know, older horror movies, regardless of plot, but with really decent kills, then definitely check this one out. Yeah, I would highly recommend the movie. It's super good. Um, Lucio Fulci is a legend in Italian exploitation horror. Um, it, it was an amazing, amazing time to just sit back and watch it. It's only like an hour and a half. You'll, you only lose an hour and a half if you don't end up liking it. But if you don't end up liking it, I'm just going to have to assume you probably have never really watched exploitation and you're probably used to your standard American zombie movies, but that's not how they do it in Italy. <laughs> Even though it was filmed in New England. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the uh, a lot of the outdoor shots were filmed in New England, but a lot of the, like, for instance, um, where they, like, the underground scene where all the money was spent, that was actually on a soundstage 
that makes back sense. in Italy. Um, so then that's a lot. A lot of the Italian movies they're done in in English, but a lot of times they have like you know Italian actors doing it, so the English always seems kind of awkward. Yeah, but that's just one of the one of the things about it. It's just it's fun. It's it adds it's, its charm. It <laughs> gives it character. That's, yeah, that's the word charm. Um, so that was City of the Living Dead. Um, so what are we doing? What's, what's our next movie? Um, cause right. I actually so don't for know. Our, so for our fans, what we're going to do from this point on, we agreed on City of the Living Dead together or well, I, we decided we're going to give the other host the movie to watch for the next episode. So before we decided to record this episode, I told Jerry what, uh, what movie services I had access to. Uh, so he perused the catalogs of like Netflix and Hulu and what was available at Redbox and stuff like that. And so he came up with City of the Living Dead for us to watch. So for you, or for our next episode, I'm going to say we do the newest Creep Show. Is it three? Uh, creep Just... Show 3. Now, I, I'm not 100 I haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. I, I like the other two. Just looking at the preview thumbnail in Hulu doesn't give me high hopes for I wanna it. I want to say, I, I can't remember if this is 100% true, but I want to say like something about like, it's actually like, like also Italian made and like is a completely unofficial like sequel that kind of ended up being an official sequel. I'll, I'll do I, my research to, on it. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. But I saw it. Uh, so... This past Halloween, this past October, me and Jerry both did a 31-day horror movie challenge. He just watched whatever movies he wanted to watch that he enjoyed. I made it a little tougher and tried to watch movies that I had never seen previous to that October. Uh, I found out about Creep Show in the last like three days of October, and I didn't want to go off on a low note. <laughs> so I watched a couple of movies that had decent reviews instead. But I'm interested to see it. I like the first two. They're based on old... A what, 30s and 40s pulp horror comics? Yes. Uh, so I'm excited to see what it is. It's an anthology movie, so it's going to be a bunch of little shorts. Usually there's give and take in those. Some some shorts are good, some shorts are not. So neither of us have seen it, so it'll be interesting to see if this can live up to how good the first two were. Yeah, and, and yeah, that Halloween challenge was fun. I did mostly um, Hammer horror movies and Universal Monster movies. And mixed in with uh, horror movies that were done by Mystery Science Theater 3000 riffs. Because, I mean, those are kind of cheating, but I was like, it's technically still It's a little cheating, movie. but it's okay. I think you also throw in a Looney Tunes there at one point. Hey, Daffy Duck's Quackbusters is a classic. <laughs> okay. It, um, is, it is a classic. But, but I it's, think, it's, it's, yeah. I think next uh, year I'm going to go your route and try to do the never seen, which will be a lot it'd be interesting i might have to plan it a month ahead i would de- um, I, if anybody's going to attempt this i would definitely say plan it um i had access to hulu netflix and anything that was on comcast on demand which for me included hbo because i have hbo for game of thrones yeah. um but the lot of stuff that's on netflix and hulu and comcast is older movies or newer movies that nobody's ever heard of so uh on the video version of the podcast that'll be up on youtube i'll post my list at this point in the podcast and i'll also post it on our facebook fan page yeah, uh, and, show um, what i ended up watching um it was also, definitely it was definitely rough yeah you also being a big, went to facebook and asked for people to recommend you movies yes uh because i recommended some of those and you actually watched some of the ones i recommended um, but the, the, so it was because of this that I came to you about doing a podcast together because of one specific movie you watched, you did not like that I love and it was Cannibal Holocaust. Holocaust. Yes. <laughs> now, so I have no problem with exploitation. I have no problem with gore. There's not really any subject that a horror movie can broach that upsets me. Uh, like I've sit through Serbian film a couple of times with no problems. Um, I didn't really like Cannibal Holocaust because most of the gore was slaughtering real animals and the actual exploitation parts were few and far between. And 
the pacing was really terrible for me. It was, at least it for was, me. It was uh, it was Batman Begins pacing before Batman Begins. Well, see, no, I like Batman Begins. There's more. There's enough interesting no, stuff going on. That's my fault. I messed up. Uh, that's the Dark Knight pacing before the Dark Knight, because it like it just could have been cut way shorter, and it's just it's a great movie, but it's like a little bit too long and a little kind of uneven. Now, I definitely respect the movie for what it did for the exploitation and gore subgenre of horror movies. Um, it's one of the first ones where it's like banned in 46 countries and there's like tons of different edited versions of it and yeah. lots of theaters refuse to show it. And, you know, the before the internet, it was before the internet, so like people thought that maybe they were actually murdering these people and at one point they had to go into a closed courtroom to explain how one scene worked and the special effect they used to prove that they didn't murder yeah. one of the actresses. So, so that's actually Degato's uh, second cannibal movie. He, um... He did three cannibal movies. The one before that was uh, The Lost Cannibal World or, or something. I can't 100% remember. And the one after that is Cut and Run, which Cut and Run is Cut and Run is one of the most ridiculous movies you'll ever see because it goes completely different than his other cannibal movies. But Degato did actually go to court for this because um, a couple of days after it premiered in Italy, it got pulled down and, and was like, you killed these people, where are your actors? He actually had the actors sign contracts to kind of disappear and take a vacation after the movie. So he right. actually had to like track them all down to get them back to sh to do to show. And then the if you've ever seen anything from Cannibal Holocaust, you know the poster always shows the big impaling scene. That's the scene he had to prove. And in the first uh, Cannibal movie he did, the lost uh, the last. Cannibal World or whatever it was called. I really don't remember right now. He also killed animals in there. Um, and there's a really, really brutal alligator scene. Alligator, crocodile, one of the two scene. Um, that is actually probably worse than what he did in Cannibal Holocaust. Now, to put everyone... Well, I don't know if this will put your mind at ease, per se. Uh, but he did this in a country where these animals are actually eaten. And they didn't. he didn't just do it just because. He did it to film his movie. And then the actual edible parts he gave to the local indigenous people. And they ate them. So they didn't really go to waste, if, if that's a concern of people's. Yeah. Uh, but watching it, being an animal lover, watching it was very, very hard for me. I have no problem when I know it's fictional. I can watch any scene if i know it's fictional but this was completely 100 percent real and it just it hit me in the worst way so and then again with the pacing like it wouldn't have been so bad if it was cut better with the exploitation scenes and the violence but the pacing plus the animals just it, it just i was like can't i can't like this movie yeah i i, I love it i'm a huge fan i actually have it on a special edition dvd and a special edition blu-ray See, I would probably own it just to tell people I own it. Just like I probably wouldn't sit down and watch Serbian film on a regular basis, but I'd love to have it just to be like, hey, I've got this movie. Yeah, I've got, like, everyone's got those few movies that they're like, I'm never watching again. Um, like, you'll sit through Serbian film and you'll be like, okay, I'm done. Uh, there's also, there's a German movie called Cannibal that is based off the actual events of the guy who met another guy on a Cannibal forum board. And he showed up, and he like ate him and videotaped the whole thing. Um, that movie's really hard for me to watch because um, it looks so damn real. You would honestly believe this movie's so real. It's kind of hard. Well, I have to look to, that one it's, up. Cause... It's kind of hard to find. You'll probably have to go into nefarious ways to get it, um, unless you want to buy it. It's but it's very few lines of dialogue. Um, very sombering movie. Um, really good though. And then uh, there's. If you've ever heard the term shot on shittio, which if you're into exploitation, you've heard this term. There's a movies that were done in the 90s um, called the August Underground Trilogy. Those are kind of hard to watch, not only because they're just they're shot on shittio and they're kind of bad. But it really does feel like homemade tapes of people actually uh, doing all this murder shit. Um... So, what what other movies... Tell us in the comments what movies you've watched that you're kind of like, I'm never watching this again. <laughs> like, obviously, Serbian film, but if there's something else, let us know, because I want to see if I can stomach it. And I don't want to hear, like, stuff because, like, like, 
oh, Human Centipede 2. Like, yeah, I'm not going to sit down and watch Human Centipede 2 again, but not because it's it's a disgusting movie. It's because... That's my favorite of the trilogy. Really? I, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of the trilogy. Uh, I haven't seen the third one yet. But the, the third first... one is bad, and it's not bad in the ways that the other two are bad. It's just bad. Like, the, there's less, in my opinion, there's less shock scenes. I mean, there's a couple good ones, but there's less shock scenes. Uh, it's an entire prison that the warden and, like, the, the financial guy come up with the idea after watching the first two movies. Um, so they continue with the, uh, the theme of... So well, being the first one... Yeah, so the first one, some crazy German doctor kidnaps a couple of people, sews them ass to mouth. The second one, a guy watches the first movie, gets off to it, and decides to take it a step further and do like 10 people ass to mouth. Then the third one, both the German doctor, the actor that played the German doctor, and the actor that played the guy from the second one are inside of a prison and the guy that played the the actor that was in the second one is a big fan of these movies. And he's like, I've got a problem to solve all these rowdy prisoners. We just sew them ass to mouth. No big deal. And so in the first and second one, it's they're really rough and gritty. And like, you know, they have they, they show the surgeries. But in this one, it's more comedic than everything. Like even the director, Tom Six, is in the movie as himself saying, oh, yeah, it's definitely medically possible. So people ass to mouth. And it just it's just ridiculous, and it's not ridiculous in the way that's super entertaining. Like, again, the pacing is a little bit of an issue. The kills are so far between. Like, the first one only had a little bit of shock going on until, like, you get to the part where he's actually sewn them together. Other than that, it's kind of slow. But the tension is really good. The yeah. second one is kind of campy, and it's over the top, so that's entertaining. This one, there's no tension, and it's over the top, and it just doesn't work. So the third one I didn't like too much. The second one is probably my favorite. But, yeah, that's yeah. the Human Centipede trilogy. <laughs> many, many reviews by Jay at yeah. the end of this podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everyone, watch more horror movies. Dig into more stuff you haven't seen. Check out Exploitation. And uh, we yeah, so will be back next time with Creep Show 3. Jay, you got anything you want to leave them? words of wisdom by uh, Jay. <laughs> like Jerry said, let us know, you know, let us know what got you into horror. Let us know what movies you've seen that actually disturbed you uh, and bothered you emotionally. It doesn't even have to be because it was super shocking and gory. It could just be like really emotional, uh, something that hit you hard, like a thriller or whatever. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. We really want to make this very community driven. Uh, we've got about 75 likes on our Facebook right now and very few interaction unless I share a post on my personal page. So like our page. It'll be all in the, the description for you to like. Uh, that's where we're going to post the audio version and the video version of our podcast so you can take it with you when you go or if you want something to watch with clips of the movie we're reviewing and the scenes and deaths that we're talking about. You'll be able to get that with a little bit more information. Uh, so join us. Conversate with us. We're both normal guys. And we are on Facebook often, so we can interact with you. Uh, and yeah, like he said, watch more horror. Horror yeah. is fantastic. We're, we're normal. <laughs> we're normal. The Saw's family. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for joining us on our first episode. We will see you next time on Kill the Cast. So watch the movies and sleep with the light on. <laughs>